Hello, welcome to the final swipe, a podcast about healing our hearts and finding love. I'm your host, Nikki Novo. Hey there. Do you ever wish you could ask me a dating question on the regular? Like actually have me tap in intuitively and answer your questions? Well, guess what? You can. Now I am offering a monthly membership option where you can ask me questions throughout the week and I will be answering them in a group format. And we also have a membership site where you can find guided meditations that I've made to help you along your dating journey. Also some videos with some how-tos, basically the things that I give my coaching clients or my one-on-one clients, but all in one little home that you can access on your own time. And that way you're not kind of floating around trying to figure out this thing by yourself. I can help you. And the the best part is it's a really affordable price of $37 a month. No commitment. You can jump in and jump out. We're not going to hold you to anything, but I really just want you to get the guidance that I know so many of you need. And I don't want you floating around and prolonging this love finding thing. I want you to get there quicker. And I know that if we do it together, we can get you there faster. So I hope you join. Go to NikkiNovo.com backslash membership to join. Hi, hi. Okay. Welcome to another episode of the final swipe. I am Nikki Novo, your host. Thanks so much for being here. So today we're doing an interview. I am speaking to a dear friend of mine, Christine, who is also a healer um, and a therapist in New York City, and she's also Latina, so we welcome her. She does a lot of trauma work, and um, I bring her on to talk a little bit about how trauma work can kind of, you know, or not trauma work, but how our trauma can get in the way of our dating sometimes, and how we can see that manifest itself, how we can work through it, how it's important to look at it. She's just such a beautiful soul that really is in her divine feminine. So I just think she's also just like a really good example for us. And it's just always nice to talk to her. So I'm really grateful to have her on the show and and I know that you will enjoy her. So enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Final Swipe. Thank you so much for being here. Today, we have my very dear friend. It's such a pleasure. I just hanging. I just like wanted to share her with you and I'm always happy to hang out with her. So I'm happy that we can all do this together. And her name is Christine Gutierrez. Christine is a super talented, um, she's actually a trained therapist, but it's so interesting, Christine. I think your, your work is so fused with like age ancient, like sisterhood and like Mm -hmm. divine, like so divine feminine, like so much of that work. So I forget that you're actually like a very well-trained therapist, psychotherapist. Um, Mm -hmm. but, um, we're just so grateful to have you here. Christine, thank you so much for coming and would you say hi and let us know a little bit about yourself. Yeah. I'm so pumped to hang with you live on your, (laughs) on your podcast. And, you know, it's, it's, it's beautiful to see um, all of us. We actually met um, through We All Grow, right? That's yes. How we met. At a Latina yeah. blogger um, conference, a few feels like the other day, but it was actually like a couple, like a while ago, a few years ago. And I was really, yeah. I was really inspired by your work. At the time, I wasn't like fully um, in my 
you know, priestessness in. I wasn't in it yet. Um, I was more kind of still hiding in the spiritual closet, as I like to call it. And mm-hmm. I remember seeing Christine come up, come up on the stage and you like just absolutely, I don't know if I can curse on this podcast, but I would, if I could, I mean, I guess I can, it's my podcast. You were just like, just so fucking on it. Like just so in your queenness. And I was just mm-hmm. so impressed by you. And I was, I'm just grateful of the friendship that came out of that. Yeah, thank you. And, you know, when I hear that, it inspires me to, this is the reason why I do this work, right? Is, um, you know, like you said, I, I forget that I'm a licensed therapist because my work goes beyond the title. So for mm-hmm. me, um, I am clinically trained as a licensed therapist, but really it's about why did I want to become a therapist? Because I wanted to help hold space for pain, for shame, for suffering, for trauma, for for leading people back home to their soul. And so um, I incorporate that kind of ancient wisdom that Diosa divine feminine with um, modern therapy and, and, and guiding people. And, you know, really it all comes back to that root of, uh, I, I joke that like, I'm not a light worker, I'm a shadow worker. And you I are a shadow before. worker. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you're not like afraid to like get in like the, sh- cause I actually, I, I feel I, present as a light worker, but then you come work with me and then like you're, I hold, I'm like always digging through shit with people. Like that's what I, like my hands are always like deep into other people's shit. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I don't, I don't present that way, but like, I feel like you are just so, um, you just own that so much and you're just so good at it, um, that you really like hold space for people with, you know, that that are, haven't done their trauma work or anything like that. And, um, I just think you do such a beautiful job of like showing up that way, owning it and like holding down that space for people. Yeah. And I think there's so many different ways for us to serve our medicine, our magic, right? You're like, uh, this angel kind of, uh, deep and raw, but we all have an archetype that we, Mm -hmm. that we, um, lead with, I think. Right. And, and, um, and that's important because it, it, it brings the people's souls that need the healing specific for our medicine. And then we all kind of band together like these little fairy diosa goddesses. And we are like, okay, and you're going to do this and I'm going to do this. And we're all helping um, kind of lead the planet, you know, one person at a time to healing in this consciousness and, and remembering that we are more than, you know, um, our pain, but in order to get through the trauma, we have to go into and, and really sit with and, and rock and nurture and, you know, and tend to those wounds that um, are affecting our self-esteem, that are affecting self-worth, that are affecting our relationships to, first and foremost, to ourselves, but then secondly, to others. So what do you think, um, in your definition, like what, what is trauma? Like what is trauma? Because some people, because people are like afraid of that word, but I mean, at some level we all have it. So what would you say that is? And like, what is you know, what does trauma work? Why is it so important? And kind of what are your thoughts around that? I think that trauma can be intimidating. And again, like I work very beyond the realm. I'll just give this disclaimer beyond the realm of the definitions that are right or textbook, Mm -hmm. right? I go by a soul definition. And so for me, trauma is any incident that has pulled you away from your soul and that has created Mm -hmm. a, a sense of fear in the body that has made you feel unsafe and in there are different ranges of that trauma, but 
we can't as a clinician or as a healer tell someone how one trauma is more traumatizing than another. Right. Right. And so, um, some symptoms that people get when they have trauma are flashbacks, anxiety, panic attacks, insomnia, depression. Um, you know, they have psychosomatic, uh, uh, results from the trauma. And really it's the state of kind of that freezing moment where a trauma can be having experienced childhood verbal abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse. It can also be witnessing um, a crime. It can be witnessing domestic violence. It can be the trauma that you place upon yourself, not meaning to, of course, but having um, an eating disorder, right? Um, it can be war. It can be, there's so many, there can be natural disasters. And again, it can be something that might be deemed as small, like someone making fun of you in school once, right? right. And that can be brushed off as, oh, there wasn't that serious. Right. But on a soul level, we don't know what impacts us and it doesn't have to make sense by the textbook. So right. a lot of times when I'm working with clients, we go back and we are kind of like doing this spiritual archaeology work and digging up bones and figuring out what, what's going on in there. And we realize, wow, that really did traumatize me. Ever since I had that experience with that relationship, I've always closed up around people that looked like that or sounded like that. And I never realized that. And so for me, um, I've been very careful to people that trauma doesn't have to be a trauma that we hear about on TV or see about in books. It's anything that has disconnected you from your soul. Yeah. And sometimes like I find that my clients will, you know, because a lot of the work that I, you know, I, I see those, those traumas right away. And if I mention it, the client will be like, yeah, I know. And I mean, it's, it's so silly. And it's like, no, you know, <laughs> sometimes like what, tr- what causes trauma may seem in like an illogical way, like a silly occurrence, like something as simple as your best friend, you know, taking your boyfriend, like some like that may yeah. seem like quote unquote silly. Um, but it's, it's still, is a trauma and it affects you and it makes you, it's anything that like makes you that kind of crashes your world and makes you see things differently. Um, and, uh, I mean, your trauma is your trauma. I don't think that like anything is, uh, silly or big or small. It just, it just, it doesn't matter. It's like how it affects you. Right. It could be something absolutely insignificant. Um, and that's why it's important. So what do you, um, when do you see people like finally show up to do trauma work and maybe even not knowing that they're about to do trauma work? You know, um, I think that a lot of times, as you know, it's when we notice that something's not working in our life. Right. And sometimes, you know, I, I say that it's a little bit different with psychological emotions and and um, feelings because they're in us, right? It's not like when we let our rooms or our, our backyards, if we don't tend to the garden, we can see the physical manifestation of not tending to it. It gets dusty or the weeds pile up. But when it has to do with our emotions, the way we see that is how our lives end up feeling, you know, how we end up feeling in our day-to-day, how we end up interacting with others. And usually there's some sort of event that happens or some sort of feeling that gets bubble to the top and people are like, I'm sick and tired of feeling stuck. A lot of times they'll describe like this loop that keeps happening or a pattern. They're just like, Mm -hmm. oh, you keep on going over and over and over again. It's like Groundhog Day. And they're like, I know that something's wrong. And 
a lot of times they'll even have an idea of what it is, but they feel helpless and not being able to stop it. And so that's where I come in and I help people to hold space for that and, and to really unpack their story and to, and to navigate them, the, you know, all of the, the, the experiences they've gone through and gently, um, you know, guide them back home to their soul and to their true self. Mm-hmm. while giving them the space to honor the very real consequences of of what that frozen residue of energy that lives in the body from the trauma has caused. Right. So, since we're all about dating and relationships here, what yeah. kind of, um, how do you, like, what are, I don't know, maybe the patterns or things that you see often when it comes to relationships? Well, first, I think that, you know, I, I the reason um, why I got into this work, um, in addition to always feeling that soul call to be a healer, was also because I had experienced trauma and I had experienced um, abuse. And I noticed that I was replicating that pattern for years, first to myself and then in my relationships. So I think that looking at our relationships gives us a really great insight into how we're doing internally, right? Um, and this is not to shame ourselves, but it's just to kind of get honest about what we need support with. And so one of the major things is, you know, therapists would call it repetition compulsion, which is essentially you repeating the same thing over and over again in an attempt to heal the original injury. So Mm -hmm. let's say you went through something with your father and your father was this domineering, controlling man who never let you share your voice and who put you down. And he actually secretly was cheating on your mom. And you didn't really know as a child, but then when you got older, you figured this out. And you grew up with this um, subconscious fear of, um, you know, being abandoned, but also being stifled, being put down. And you attract men that are like that. And you go seeking to recreate that situation so that subconsciously you can you finally can heal it. Heal. One day. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Can you really try to heal? Can you really heal it? Yeah. I mean, so here's the thing, right? We live in a culture that likes that is very scared of saying that mistakes or traumatic events or situations can actually be healing as well. Because it's a very tricky line with saying that and it comes with a lot of disclaimers. But what I feel is that we do need a physical manifestation at times to see and work through right. and say, Holy shit. Right, right. right. This is like my dad. <gasps> Right. What? Yeah. You know, so actually, I think it's so powerful and insanely beautiful how our psychology works. And if we can understand it and see it as, you know, what I tell people is for how long and at what cost, right? So if you're in a highly dangerous situation that's affecting you or your children, you need to get outside support and get help ASAP because you're at risk, right? But we all know that um, there's certain situations where where you are safe, right? I'm not speaking about something where you're getting physically, emotionally um, endangered, where you need um, to get out ASAP and get support because um, that requires other domestic violence specialists that can help walk you through that process. But in a more average situation where it's maybe toxic but not abusive, right? Right. And you are replicating this pattern and you needed to see it in order to heal it because you didn't even know it was there until you replicated it. So I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think it's our human condition and I think it's how we heal. Mm -hmm. Totally. But 
when you start repeating it over and over again and you're exhausted and you feel helpless and you're actually not even learning a lesson now because it's already repeated, that's when you can say, wait a minute, I think I've learned this one. There's something else here for me to learn that I'm missing. And so I think that that's where people get stuck. It's that it's not that we're supposed to avoid all things because we're all given human obstacles and lessons to go through, but it's about, you know, are you actually learning the lesson you need to if you're repeating the same exact one for 20 years? Right. And then, so, okay. So what about people that like repeat a pattern in their, like, you know, women or men that date the same, you know, women or man, um, like let's say, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm, I'm dating the same guy over and over again, basically like same kind of relationship. So would I, you know, what if like I try to heal it and I try to heal it with like my current relationship, but the other person doesn't want to like work with me. Like sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes does a person work through it with you or sometimes, or does it just mean you have to go? Yeah, I think that every situation is different. I think that in some relationships, you'll see that you it's almost like you got a missing key that you needed to unlock a psychological door. Mm. And you meet that person because you were divinely led to meet them. And they were meant to show you, let's say in this example, the aspect of your father that you don't want to be with. Right? right. And you needed to see it again to realize that, like, why I didn't realize that dynamic. And now I do. Um, and oftentimes, you know, you, if spirit wants you to, um, you will do the work that you need to do and either your paths will continue forward or you need to separate. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially if they're not bringing out the best of you. Right. And I think that, um, you will, intuitively know what feels like soul work to do with your partner and what feels like this is just bringing you down, right? Like you right. shouldn't feel like you're brought down um, so much in it and it's heavy lifting every single day to the point where you're just like exhausted, like you're meant to enjoy your relationships as well. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I feel like uh, the goal is to know and to be connected to your soul, which is the whole spiritual aspect of this work is to really go in and and see what are the lessons that I'm learning here? What what does this remind me of from my mm. primary caregivers? What is familiar about this person? Oh my gosh. What feels off in my body? Does he remind me of a quality that feels like home but that, that I didn't like about home? Mm-hmm. Because we are learning how to reprogram our nervous system so that we can choose what actually makes us feel safe and, and, and good and, and happy. And that takes a journey of, of self-love and, and, and of uh, untangling these webs because sometimes we don't know. We just, you think you're attracted to someone just because, and in fact, you're not. Right. It's just something that you're familiar with. It's so interesting because I, I, um, I'm, you know, I'm obviously very aware of that in my own life and, um, you know, not just in relationship, but like in all decisions, I have three kids now and I'm always trying to make sure that like, I'm choosing things as a parent because I feel that it's the best thing and not because it's mm-hmm. what has been taught to me and all these things. And like recently I had a scenario where I was basically faced with the decision to put my children in the same school that I went to growing up. And like, I didn't want to do that. Cause I, and you know, it's, it's sometimes it's, I, there's like this rebel in me that like, doesn't want to do the things that like, 
that was given to me just for the sake of not doing them, um, mm-hmm. which, which obviously like causes its own problem. But it's just so interesting to me. Like I was telling my husband the other day, I was like, God, it is, if you do not catch yourself, you're just going to live the same life. Like it, you think you're living your own life. Like you think you're making your own choices. Like, yeah, you know, and if you don't stop and like, be like, no, like I'm, am I, you know, am I choosing this because it's what's, you know, it's what's expected or it's what's been taught yeah. or, um, or it's what I've seen or it's what feels comfortable. Like, Oh my freaking God. Then like, we're just, you know, it's like, we're just living the same life over and over again. And I have to, and I'm like always trying to walk that line between, you know, cause some of the stuff does work, right? Like some of the things that like your yeah, parents model totally. to you and things like that, like, yeah, they do work, you know? And like, you want to keep that in, you know, in your life because it worked not because it's tradition or not because it's, but it's just so interesting that like, if you don't, if you don't catch those things, like how quickly we can go down and it, we think it's different, but it's all the same. Um, yeah. So and then being for- able to give yourself permission to get to know, you know, some great questions to ask yourself is, you know, what actually makes me feel safe? You know, um, I believe we have like this wise, intuitive part of us, which, you know, I call the soul voice, but, mm-hmm. you know, you can call it anything. That wise part of you, that, that primal part of you that wants to keep you alive. And there's the primal part of you. There's a part of you that wants you dead. There's a part of you that is like, <laughs> oh and that's the part of, and that's the part of people that, you know, is that, that self-sabotage. That's like, no, no, you're not. No, you shouldn't have that relationship that you really deserve. No, you shouldn't, you know, step out of the spiritual closet. No, you are not meant. So you are constantly having to come to terms with this life death cycle within ourselves. And the more we learn to dance with it and the more we learn to listen to how that voice sounds and to become aware of the one that actually is rooting for our life force energy, whether that's in relationships in dating in, in, our careers, the happier and more soul aligned our life becomes. I love that you brought up life and death, um, cycle. I, I love that talk. Um, I learned a lot about that in, well, in my sister's circle, but also in, um, women who run with wolves. Have you read that book? That's right. Okay. Yep. She's my, I, I just studied with her in October and I'm obsessed with Dr. Clarissa Pinkola. I know she has like a, she has like another one I was about to sign up for, but it was like the same week of like another talk that I had, but dying to, I know. And she's not, she's not going to, she's not going to teach much longer. She said, but anyway, so I'm happy you got to do that. So, um, what for the layman, like what is, um, so for instance, I had a client, I'm sorry, I'm trying to see how I can put this sense this question the right way. I had a client recently who, um, the goddess Kali was around her. Are you familiar with mm-hmm. the goddess Kali? So yes. for those of you who are not, the goddess Kali is like, you know, she's, she's super powerful. I, I, I'm, I'm like, I am amazed by her, but like also very scared of her. <laughs> um, she was with yeah. me last year and she brings death, you know, like in, in many ways. And yeah. of course, when we think death, we think like physical death. Um, but to me, it's, you know, death of, of the ego, um, death of like uh, the pride and all those kind of things to then birth life. Um, what are your thoughts about like, what do you think death, uh, when, when, when death shows up around somebody, like, what do you think is, yeah. what's that process? And what do you see in your clients, like the process of death? What What do I see around my clients when that happens, the process of death? Yeah, like what do you kind of, I don't know if you could explain mm-hmm. it, like what does it look like for the person yeah. that maybe 
hasn't experienced it or, or hasn't been aware oh of it? Oh my God, this is such a good question. Um, mm, so good. <laughs> when, when it's almost like there's a new air in the room and your eyes open and mm. you feel like there's something around the corner and almost a fear in your body because you know something's about to end. You almost can smell it and taste it and you fear, feel this fear in your, in your gut, but you also sense that it's the right thing. And I think a lot of times women feel this when an expiration date is approaching, whether that's in a relationship or whether in, that's in the old self. A lot of time women will say, you know, I, 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 I'm feeling like I'm supposed to be doing something else and I'm not. Mm. And so there's, there's this sense of there's something there that I'm not doing. There's a part of me that, that doesn't feel, it doesn't fit. It's almost like a piece of the puzzle comes undone right. and falls. And then you're sitting there with that piece of the puzzle missing. So you feel kind of weird and strange because it feels nice to have it whole, even if it's not supposed to be there, it's nice to have it whole, but it's, it's like, no, it doesn't fit. So it falls off. And now you're sitting with this empty puzzle piece there, knowing that something else is coming, but you have to have faith and you have to start creating. And then that's where the curiosity comes. Who am I now? What right. is coming? What's burning right. in my soul? Ooh, I yeah. have goosebumps. And, and the thing is that I think that, um, we, you know, like we fear death, right? So we fear, yes. but, and, and most of the times we just want it. Like when we're having that feeling, we're just like, like, what's the new, like, I want to jump to the new and I want to like discover the new and all those things. But I really started to understand the last few years that actually like a part of you has to die. Um, in order, I, I spent like all of last year dying and a part of you has yes. to, you know, we're always like, we're always like, of course, always dying and, and, and rebirthing. But, um, when we think about like, oh, this new, I've made a decision. Like, I don't want to be this way anymore. Like, I don't want to experience this anymore. That's super exciting. I think that the, the, like our into, you know, our kind of instinct is to like, try to bring in the new and find the new and all those things. But we forget that like, death is actually what's calling us. It's death. That's calling yes. us not so much new, but it's more like the death, like, because a, a part of us, what, what we've been functioning off of no longer works. Like we have to be able to kill a piece of that and, and then, you know, and then, and then show up differently. It's interesting. Absolutely. It's like a shedding of a skin. And right. so, right. you know, it's like kind of funky and ugly and like no one likes their hand no. and you're peeling and, <laughs> but it's part of it in order yeah. to get the new skin, you have to go through that weird funky process when you're showering, yeah. you're like, fuck, there's more skin coming off. Like, <laughs> you know, so totally. I feel like it's like that, like, you know, no one likes that process. And mm -hmm. sometimes you can find enjoyment in that process. I found that like, as I gotten more comfortable with that, yeah. I, actually welcome it now because I know that something is going to burn. I have more faith, Yes, but it took a long time to get there. And, and, you know, and still sometimes I'm like, wait, 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 but for, for sure, I'm going to get rebirthed again or no. Yeah. Well, because sometimes <laughs> the death takes, like I've, like I said, like after my last, um, baby, our last baby, who's, um, 13 months now. And like that I was having, actually when I got, when I got pregnant with him, it's like when I started dying a little bit and, um, <laughs> dying. And I still like, I'm in process of like rebirthing and it's just, 
it sometimes it takes longer than uh yes. than like you expected and like that's the hard thing that's the hard part but oh my god what's it's so annoying that part <laughs> yeah but you know what's interesting like death there's like so much life in death because i think there's so much change yes. in death and there is um things like are shifting and changing or whatever but it's a lot of uncertainty and it's like you have to be able to to like you know hold on during the uncertainty and then you know and then you, you birth again. But like, I just think yeah. that we don't, I, I agree. Like, I think that if we are aware, if we can at least be aware of death, then it's like a little bit more tolerable. <laughs> it's a little, you, it could be enjoyable at some point if you're at least like aware of, of death. Um, Absolutely. So. And I think giving yourself a lot of cushion and, and self-care and love and support yes. during that time, you know, you don't yes. have to go through that journey alone, you know, yes. um, and hiring people that Hire are trained people- to hold you. To hold you during any time. Why are people so afraid of asking for help and support? I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm one of those, I was one of those people, but like, why is it that we do that? I mean, I think that it requires us to get honest and peel mm-hmm. off the layer of that veil with ourselves. And there's heavy lifting involved and, you know, it's tiring to do this work. So sometimes it almost feels like it might be easier to avoid it and maybe it'll just go away. And maybe like, I don't really need the help. And should I really invest in this? Is that worth it? You know, like our brain gets involved Mm -hmm. when sometimes, you know, our, our gut, our soul is telling us, but you know, people have a lot of responsibilities. And I think oftentimes we've been trained to not prioritize our mental, our emotional, our spiritual health. And, Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I think, this generation is changing that I think we are shifting yes. gears, but, um, you know, there's a lot of guilt that still happens. Like I spent a month and a half being in Puerto Rico and I am my own boss and I have been for years. And I was like, uh, hello, you don't have to like ask for time off. Like it's yeah. your business. So I like I had to tell myself, like literally talk to myself and be like, Christine, you get to do this. Right. get to stay for a month and a half. It felt almost like too magical, too luxurious, too, too beautiful, too, too amazing. And indulgent. Yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. Indulgent. And so we're constantly welcoming in and, you know, again, like I am welcoming in that space within myself that I get to have that support that I get to have that much of a magical life that I get to enjoy because especially for people that have gone through a lot of trauma, you feel like you always have to work hard for it and you can't just be like adored by the universe that you can't just be blessed all the time. And lately that's what's been happening Mm -hmm. and it's really special. And I, but I had to talk to my nervous system about it. I had to be like, it's Mm -hmm. all right. I know you're going through an overload of joy, but you get get to receive it. You get to receive it. And so um, I think that that's really important when it comes to, like you are always talking about here with love and with dating and with loving yourself and knowing that we get get to have what we want by unpacking the stories of what no longer serves us. Exactly. And we have to do that work. Um, Christine, for the layman, what would you say is the nervous system and any tips on like talking to the nervous system? Like kind of, I guess maybe what does it feel like? So if I don't know that, like what it is or, uh, like what it feels like, any, any kind of tips on that? Well, I think, um, you know, doing body awareness exercises by meditating and tuning into the body, um, 
oftentimes there's a disconnect between the body and the soul, and that's one of the biggest effects of trauma. So losing, there's kind of like a numbness, right? So what I tell people is like, you know, getting things that like make you feel things in the body so that you can connect your nervous system. And again, your connection to all that exists within your body, which is your feelings, your gut, your, 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 um, emotions, all of that. And so dance, um, uh, breathing, any sense that can help you connect to your body. Um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, as you would say, it just shows up in the body. The, excuse me, what was that? Like it, like it shows up in your body. Yes. Like the, okay. Yes. Like so it's a body reaction. Body, not in our mind. Exactly. Yes. And the trauma is not, necessarily the event, but it's the effect of that event upon your nervous system and in your life, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So um, getting the spirit back into the body is one of the biggest things that I do in this work is, okay, let's, let's connect to that. And, you know, and some of those techniques are through meditation, through um, shamanic exercises of breathing um, and um, that's for a whole nother call. But, you know, some of the work that I do in my Diosa retreat is very um, embodiment based, to help mm-hmm. people bring their spirit back in. Um, and then some simple techniques that they recommend in this book, Waking the Tiger, um, Healing Trauma by Peter Levine. Um, it's mm-hmm. a great book about trauma, but one of the things he recommends is getting um, a pulsating showerhead um, mm-hmm. to start feeling into the body and to, you know, just noticing the cold water on you and then the warm water and, bringing the awareness, like you take it off and you move it around your body and you feel it on your shoulders or your legs, or your thighs, and you start patting and paying attention to the sensations and saying, you know, this is my head, this is my neck. Mm-hmm. Um, I welcome you back, you know, and starting to bring that awakening back, um, either gently tapping or slapping or tapping, um, mm-hmm. the soul back into the body. Because, um, so in Miami, there's this amazing, um, he's a, he's a chiropractor actually, but he does a lot of, um, kind of shamanic body energy work, really amazing. Um, and he's who I go to and who I send people to for body, tra- for trauma. And, um, one of the things that I understood from him was that, you know, when we experience trauma and, and I can see this too, when I'm in my readings, like when I read people and I can see their energy, people's like, basically like we jump out of the body. So the reason this book yeah. is telling you to feel your body again is because we don't realize like that's step number one, like getting back to our body, connecting with our body again, so that the, cause the body will lead you. It'll tell you like, Hey, this, this, when you go on this date, I freak out and it's like, Oh, if we're numbing it and we don't feel our body, we can't hear that. We know we don't hear that from our body. And then we're just wondering like why dating's not working, let's say. But once we start doing those exercises, kind of like, okay, like feeling the body, um, then we can, when we hear our body, we can ask it questions. Oh man, like shit. Why do you feel so nervous? Like, let's unpack that and let's, let's go backwards. Let's tweak it. So I, I don't, not that I, you know, don't feel nervous, but I can at least like walk myself through when I do feel nervous. And for those of us who are really sensitive, like, why would we want to be in our body? Like we feel everything times a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> so like we purposely yeah. make sure that we jump out of our body or that are, and I see that in people that like their energy is just like above their head. It's like not, it's not locked in. and um you know, it's important to lock in because the body is here to support us in this physical yes. 
form. Like it is our vessel that is, has its own wisdom, you know, in in its own, and it's going to give us a lot of um, direction. But if we are not connected, it's like, we're walking around without, um, you know, like with our, with one of our main GPS systems. Exactly. And it's like the, you know, um, the calling back to ourselves so that we can start to not only hear it because many women will hear it, but listen to it. Right. And that requires a whole other <laughs> level of faith, right? Yes, yes. So it's nice to hear it, but if the GPS is telling you, make a left here, and you're like, and you're like ah, no, make a right, you know? <laughs> so a lot of it, it, it becomes, you know, sometimes you will, sometimes you will need to step outside and, and navigate and, 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 and dare to go another path so that you can see, right? Like be curious right. and see. But I think the biggest thing with all of this, what it comes back to is walking ourselves back home, coming back into our bodies, reconnecting with our gut, our primal instincts, and getting to then have choice. Um, what this work allows us is choice to then choose what feels good in our life instead of just allowing anything. We become more of um, the active participants mm-hmm. of choosing what feels so good in our life. So tell me what, um, what's possible with the Diosa retreat. Like I find that, um, fascinating. I love, I I actually, I don't have any sort of deep dive programming right now, like a kind of like a transformational three days or whatever, but I've experienced it myself and I've, I just find it to be very important. Um, especially for people that are like maybe afraid and you kind of, it's just like, you just jump right into the cold water. So tell me what, you know, um, what have you seen what's been possible by holding that space and like, what is it, you know, what does it look like? And also what have you seen that has really maybe surprised you? Yeah, I mean, it is truly um, beyond words. Um, It is a truly transformational um, retreat. It's three nights and four days and very intensive, experiential. It's not just me teaching. It's actual hands-on healing and hands-on experiential exercises that allow you to uh, really dive deep. It is for the woman that's ready to unpack her trauma. Um, I tell people it's not a fluffy retreat. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. We stay in a beautiful place. We have vegan cuisine. But it's like it's the thing but, you'll need like a break from afterwards because <laughs> you just did yeah, so much like work. It, yeah, it is. It is more of a um, people end up leaving feeling inspired and rising in their worth. But when they're there, they're there to work. And it's like a yes. spiritual surgery to really let go and purge energetically the shame, the pain, the traumas of the past so that they can step into a new energy. And so um, it's probably my most, um, you know, transformational kind of work and soul offering I have. And it's um, every year in the third weekend of July in Puerto Rico. Um, This year we'll be in Vieques, Puerto Rico, and we have about four spots left right now. And oh gosh, it's guys, get it. Treat. <laughs> yeah. Go sat, it snatch is, that it up. It is the eighth one. And it's so crazy because, you know, you don't know what's going to happen the first time you do it. But now having done it for eight years and seeing people literally transform their lives, walking away from toxic relationships, rising in their worth, loving themselves, healing from trauma, starting their own things because they have this, like, just. Beyond making the shift, yeah, 
Absolutely. And I have videos on the website because I wanted people to get a taste of like feeling it. And I was so scared to capture because I was like, oh my God, we're like, we're in the magic. Like I was so protected <laughs> and, and I hired the right people and it just, it, you can feel and taste the magic. So it is uh, definitely, if you feel the call, definitely um, reach out. Where can they um, see the videos or where they can learn a little bit more about the retreat? Yeah, so all my information is on christineg.tv, but the Diosa Retreat, you can go straight to it um, at diosaretreat.com. And Diosa and, is D-I-O-S-A, Retreat. Yep, yep, dot com. And everything's there. And it'll also be in the show notes, but just to to get that, make sure we mention that. I, I love, um, I'm kind of like a slow to warm person. Like when it comes to healing work, like sometimes it takes me a little, little bit of time for, for my own, for my own healing. Um, and then I discovered like things like that, like those, you know, like the, the three day retreat with the right, um, teachers. And I know Christine is very, I have not experienced it, but I, I know your work and I, it makes me like want to go myself, but there's something yeah. so magical about, um, not only of course, like the teacher, but at, with the, everybody's intention to show up and do the work. Like I just found yeah. that that was one of the most surprising things to me, I think in like that small, cause it's also, you're doing a, like a smaller retreat, you know, like, which is really important that you're doing it with like this, you know, with a sisterhood, with a circle. And, yeah. um, the fact that everybody comes with that same intention, like is magical. Like I've never seen, I mean, it gives me goosebumps thinking about it. Cause I, I, I was really hesitant, didn't get it. I just thought it was going to, you know, I like, I just find that to be really magical. And I know, and I know that that's what you're that's what you're doing. And that's, yeah, for that's sure. what it's makes the magic this big shift. Yeah. Yeah. It's the magic of the group. The, each group comes with the magic and it's a diverse group of women. It's just truly amazing. And I never have more than 15 people um, for this particular retreat. So it's very hands-on. And I'm always interested in how like spirit calls like these 15 women together, <laughs> you know, so like crazy. it's just Girl. it's like, where did we know each other? Like, how did we end up? And then it's just yeah. so, I find that like fascinating, like how, yeah. I don't know. It's like a little witch circle. It's awesome. <laughs> it's freaking magical. And they're all friends and then they hang yeah. out and they send me pictures and I cry and I'm like, I'm obsessed with you guys. I love you. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Oh, Christine, yeah. thank you so much for spending time with so us. Welcome. And thank you for the work that you're um, doing. I, um, everybody who's listening, I, if you're feeling called to her, to the work, you know, she only has a few spots and I, I really recommend her. Like I, I'm, I'm kind of snobby about my, my spiritual teachers. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's like, I have like a good, like BS, like radar, uh, for her teachers. So yeah. know that like, I only bring in Christine cause I, I know that she's like fully in her work and in her integrity. Um, so if anybody is feeling called to doing, even if you don't know what that is, like, even if you don't know why you're being called or why you're showing up, I, I, um, encourage you to follow your intuition. So, yeah. Thank you, love. Thank you for spending time. And for those of you that are not yet ready to take that leap, there's also, I tell people there's a, I have a free, um, Yosa tribe Facebook group that's Mm. also on my website and we can include it in the show notes, but you can just play and get in the field and get in the energy and, and just get comfortable with the work and then, you know, feel it out for yourself. So there's so many different ways. Um, don't feel like it's just one way I offer many different things financially so that everyone can get access to this medicine. Okay. Oh, that's great. That's great to know. Yeah. Yes. You always want to like, yeah. you know, get to know you a little bit more. 
And yeah. um, also people can follow you on Instagram to get to know your work a little bit more, right? Is that where you're most? Yeah. Okay. It'll be mostly me and my dog Bodhi. So <laughs> <laughs> cosmic, cosmic Christine on yeah. Instagram. And that's with a C-H. Yeah. So Which is very not Latina of you, Christine. I know. My mom named me Christine Nicole. Oh my I gosh. A super white name. Oh, um, I'm Nicole. I'm Nicole. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. yeah. Nicole, I, my full name is Nicole Mercedes, but yes, Nicole. That's yeah. so funny, we, well, we have the Latina name to make yes. the last name. Well, we have matching names. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yes. And our last names are super Latina. Garcia Gutierrez. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Mercedes. I love it. Yes. Oh. Well, thank you, my friend. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing. And um, we will, I'm sure, do this again. Thanks so much for listening. For more guidance on your journey to the final swipe, please visit me at NikkiNovo.com.